0: Welcome to the Truth and Grace podcast, hosted by Swan, LaTarica, and Amber. In this episode, we will discuss the power of the personal testimony. Hope you enjoy.
1: Hey, y'all, what's up? What is going on? We back. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Yes, what a good Friday it is, baby. Truth and Grace on
2: vacation. We feeling good, feeling great. Give me a little tan. Yes. Yes. Give me a nice little tan. Amber got that tan on her foot. Uh I look great, Lord. (laughs) Burn me up, Lord. I love it. No. Yes, (laughs) we're enjoying this weather. Yes. Yes. Look at it. Look at it. How y'all doing? Y'all loving this? This time off, y'all took a little time off. Ooh, How y'all? Listen, are you feeling refreshed, a little listen. revitalized yes. right now?
1: I'm feeling good, feeling great, y'all. I done went down there and took looked at them stars. You know, I done found it, Patty Labelle star. Come on, Patty. <laughs> Patty. You know, that's Patty. my grandma. You know, you know, I love that's her. Yeah, yeah. In oh, my heart, sorry. she my grandma. Oh, that's what that mm-hmm. is. Okay. You know, and I walked through Rodin with my shades on, like I
0: belong now, honey. Okay, you belong. I belong
2: still. now. That's where you belong. That's
1: why your shades is quirky.
2: Oh, Ooh. don't do that. Hey.
1: <laughs> pow! Pow! She, fix, she
2: fixed them, y'all. She I'll fixed them, fix them. back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Amen. Bless God.
1: So yeah, I'm we
2: good. we on vacation, but we had to come to y'all. Had to bring y'all some a good word, some good news that we are alive and we loving life and Jesus is good. Jesus is great. And it's Friday. And it's Friday. I'll What What we talking about today?
1: Victory belongs to Jesus. Hit, she hit that. What? She gonna mess up my song? <laughs> Yeah, I wish I would see this little improv dance swan. Yeah, because I was really feeling. She supposed to like that like with Victor Ribbon She not with you dancing what? like that. I, you, I just said, "What? Come on!" <laughs> no, I
2: really wish you could see it. She was
1: praise trap
2: dance. I don't know what she was. This is doing. a trap the dance, little hip hop praise dance. Yeah, that's what it was. A little
1: hip you know. She mm. put a little bounce to it. That's a, that's a slow song. She thought she was, but yeah. she definitely I'm in california. Well, oh she definitely no, messed no, up my solo. Sorry. Oh. Okay. oh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about how victory belongs to Jesus. It belongs to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always goes
2: back to him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. The Bible
1: says that we overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. So you know, our testimony is so powerful. You guys, you know what I I have struggled, I had previously for years sharing my testimony. Um, because I, sometimes I felt like I was the only one that may have walked through something or went through something mm-hmm. or the enemy would whisper lies to me and say different things about why I couldn't share certain things. He tried to make me feel shameful about some of the things I had done or guilty about some of the things mm-hmm. I had done Yeah. because, because of that specific um, scripture, he knows that when we share our testimony, that that gives us the power to overcome him. Mm-hmm. There's freedom in our testimony. And so he tries to keep us bound because he doesn't want us to share that because he does not want other people free. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want other people to overcome him. And I think that's why a lot of times, not just men, but women as well, he tries to keep us bound in that place of sharing our stories, of sharing our testimonies. And he hits us with guilt and shame and condemnation. Because not only does he not want us free, but he does not want us opening up our mouths to to set other
2: people free right. like God, that's, that's that scripture, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: like he does not want that happening and i and I know for a long time I struggled with that, I felt like, oh no, I can't say that, I can't share that, oh no, 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 and, and All of that is lies, y'all. Just outright lies. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Like you couldn't open up your mouth or you couldn't share that part of your story um, because of what church people would think Mm -hmm. of you or what other people would think of you. But y'all, when we open up our mouths and we share our testimonies, like that is the thing that's going to set people free. And I just remember growing up in church, um, in in my home church, we would only have testimony service on watch night. Mm-hmm. Like, going into the new year. Because, um, I mean, what else you going to do from 10 to 12? <laughs> like, you got to attend in the church. So, let, might as well let the people share their testimonies right. of that year, of what God had done for them in just that year alone. And so, we would allow people to share their testimonies. Um, And I loved that as a kid. But then when I got with my spiritual parents, y'all, my spiritual dad, at any given moment, on any given Sunday, he'd be like, y'all, we're going to have testimonies. And I used to love that because Mm -hmm. God don't just move at the end of the year. Like, he's moving all year long. And he would just just randomly say, we're going to share testimonies. And y'all, to to hear what the people would say and, and just get up and speak. Like, sometimes he may not even preach because... The testimony service was so good that we would leave empowered. We would leave edified. Mm -hmm. We would leave with what we needed. And he would just pray over us, you know, because the testimonies Mm. were the things that we need. The Bible says faith comes by hearing Mm. and hearing the word of God. Like those people, the the testimonies that some of those people shared Mm -hmm. was life changing for me. So that blessed me um, just growing up in church and just being around people who shared their story and not just even in church, you know, when we do outreach sometimes, like, and we're praying for people, when people come and they just share their stories with us,
2: y'all, some of them people that come through, they don't even look like what they've been through. Mm, mm. Not at all. Not at all. I, and Well, recently, not even with the outreach, but recently, like with, because um, I do this, I've talked about it, I, I lead freedom groups, and we recently had a, um, a freedom, like celebration party with all of the freedom leaders from this past semester and some people some participants came and shared their testimonies and I and I com- forgot to go to it and I had to actually t- double back and go back to it I was like oh this is happening today I need to actually go back and go to this and I'm so glad that I did because I needed to hear those testimonies mm-hmm. because it, it's people I knew they were just talking about as people who have led on teams in church like the, the teams that they serve in they lead the teams or people who um who seem like, you know, like you said, they don't look like what they've been through, seem very well put together, but just hearing their testimony about what Jesus did for them through the freedom group, and even before that, what they grew up in, in their childhood, just hearing that, hearing them be so open about it, and so, and not speak from a place of shame or defeat, but it really was, y'all, I I was this, this, and that, and this is how I felt, but God, it was Mm -hmm. always a but God, and this is the... what God did for me during the conference and this is what God did for me during the semester and this is what God is showing me and he's still doing for me like one lady she talked about losing her children and I was just I couldn't even imagine how how do you overcome losing two children you know like Mm -hmm. so and it's just but she has and is and God is walking her through that and it's just another reminder of Our God, there is nothing impossible for him. Mm -hmm. There is nothing bigger than the name Jesus. Death is not bigger than Jesus. He conquered hell, death, and the grave. There is nothing bigger than him. And even though in the moment it can literally destroy you and put you in or make you feel like you've been destroyed, God can still do immeasurably more. Yeah. With yeah. What, what you give him. So it was really, it is real. Because I was, I didn't even realize how much I needed to hear those testimonies. Yeah. I thought I was fine. I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm having a good day. Church was good. The word was good. But actually hearing, it's great to hear the Bible stories. We need the word. But actually hearing God, yes, God is doing this now. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. wants to do the same for you. Hear what, this is what God did for me. It's too good not to tell it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me not, I can't keep this to myself. And that's one thing we have to like what it, and there's so many other reasons why we can get discouraged or fearful about sharing our testimonies or or talking about Jesus especially in the workplace it can it can get uncomfortable and awkward but thank God he's so gracious and patient with us and he takes us from grace to grace to where we can walk in that boldness and profess Jesus wherever we go but it's just he, it's too good not to share yeah.
1: yeah
2: and and sometimes i know we can People can seem, especially when you're new in your faith, when you're newly saved, you like, I just want to help. I just want to be here. Now, you can get overly zealous with it. You don't really have the wisdom that you need yet, but you, ha- you got all the passion and the energy for it because Jesus is just that good. So it can seem overbearing sometimes, or you don't want to seem like you're, you don't want to make people uncomfortable. But the word, what God did, whatever it is, it's just too good not to share. So I know... Just if you're ever in that situation, I find myself feeling discouraged or um mm-hmm. pushed back. Like I just, I just, maybe I should keep quiet. And no, I mean, ho- there are times where you, you need to be discerning. You need to learn. You can't cast um, pearls before swine. There are some times where you need to stop because some people aren't going to receive it. But don't ever feel, I can't say don't feel like you're going to feel how you feel, but don't ever let the feeling of fear or the feeling of whatever it is the world is telling you to be, stop you from doing what God is leading you to, or what you really feel is true in your heart. So yeah, that's I you. agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with me a couple of weeks back,
0: <clears throat> I wrote a Facebook status saying that like I had watched a sermon, I learned a lot that I didn't know. Like with Rahab the harlot, like she even her heart even melted when she heard about the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And people want to know your testimonies, and mm-hmm. I was like, just testify, saints, testify, because if not. You know, you never know who's in your path, yeah. who's watching you, who constantly believe, who want to know the God that you serve. But if you're constantly telling the world, not how just how what he's done, but how good he is to you, mm-hmm. then they don't want to know that God. They they don't want their yes. desire to know the God that you serve. So that's why he wants you to that's why he wants you to go in your secret place. Close the door, but shout it to the public. Let mm-hmm. him let him bless you in the public and shout out. What he did for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really believe in testimonies. I wish a lot of churches would do that. Not our church, because we'll be there all day. Saints. we will be there. All day. <laughs> but you I mean you can
1: you can limit the time length like okay, we're gonna do testimonies for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. People need to hear because it gives you it gives us the power to overcome. Y'all yeah. we have no idea what people are struggling with and they think they're the only one struggling yeah. with maybe mm-hmm. addiction, pornography fornication, alcohol, you know, um, issues in their marriage, infertility. Mm-hmm. You know, they may think that they are the only mental illness. Mm-hmm. They may be thinking that they're the only Right. Mm-hmm. And the enemy, literally, he wants to keep us in bondage by mm-hmm. having us to think that. Or they may have done something, all of us, you know, may have done something that was just so you look back on that season and you were like, what was I thinking? Like mm-hmm. I was, I, I was, that was so evil. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm was so ashamed of it. Like when I look back on them, on this season where I was slashing tires and busting one of <laughs> people's cars, <laughs> like that oh, was goodness. a very evil. Se- like, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. But I look back on that season and I have to tell people because in that season I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was mad. Okay. And so I, and, and, We say all the time, hurt people hurt people, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was doing to people what I felt. Mm -hmm. I was trying to make them feel the way that I felt. Mm -hmm. And so I have to tell kids, like, this is what I did, but I had to find a healthy outlet, you know. So sometimes people need to hear because, first of all, sometimes people don't want to hear from you if if they think you ain't been through nothing. Right. Okay. They don't even, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a. Wall up in the first place because they think, Oh, they ain't never been through nothing, they ain't never did nothing. Oh, they just missed good at two shoes, or they just missed a good at two shoes. They they don't they they can't even, um, you know, come down to my level, or they don't know nothing about me. And you had to you had to open up your mouth and tell people, Like, baby, I ain't come out the womb, say, Come on, now. right? I came out the womb, wild and out. Do you yeah. hear me? We, we were born into born it, it into yeah. Yeah, yes, we were it. born into it. I came out. Look, kid, oh, getting oh, off the oh. bus, cussing like a sailor. Come on now, off the bus, Come telling my now. cousin, to, you know, get her fat a off the bus, Come on cause now. I was finna beat her up, y'all. I was like every bit of the first or second grade mm. cussing. My you know, said
2: I had a cousin contest when I was little with my
1: friends. See, so I just, the, just, the, I ha, you have to tell people that God delivered you, what He delivered, delivered you from, because amen. people need to know that the same God that delivered you from something, or the same God that saved you, or brought you out of something, or healed you from something, He's the same God that can do it for them. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people that li- they are they are held. In bondage Mm -hmm. because the enemy knows like oh if they get their testimony out Mm -hmm. not only are they gonna overcome but somebody else gonna overcome oh oh he tries to shut us down Mm -hmm. yep he he tries Mm -hmm. to make us afraid and i and i love that you said fear amber that you know you get fearful of it i was listening to a message uh bishop jakes did a bible study um a couple of weeks ago about fear and one one of the things that he said was god gave we were born with the emotion of fear like everybody mm-hmm. was born with the emotion mm-hmm. fear. He he talked about a little baby. Like if you if you um, play with a little baby and you you know jerk them like you about to drop them, the little baby gonna tense it's up, the little eyes little baby, gonna yeah. get big. You know that's what the baby's gonna do because God, we were born with mm-hmm. the emotion of fear. Like God put that in us. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the scripture that says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Having. Fear that God gave us and having the spirit of fear are two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're gonna be afraid when somebody hang you over a building and and grab you by the feet and they just Mm dangle you. You're gonna be scared. Okay, you're supposed to be scared. There are some things that we that are gonna make us scared. But when you have a spirit of fear, Mm -hmm. you are tormented by fear. Day and night. Mm -hmm. It's not just one thing that's making you afraid, but everything in your life makes you afraid. Mm -hmm. That's a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. That does not come from God. Mm -hmm. And when you have a spirit of fear, you have to bind that and rebuke that in the name of Jesus. But yeah, you're going to have fear about sharing your testimony. There's nothing wrong with having that type of Mm -hmm. fear. That's why the Bible says be strong and courageous. Like he Mm -hmm. told Joshua like three times. In Joshua 1, Joshua be strong and courageous because he knew Joshua was scared. Mm-hmm. All of us are scared. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's okay. God gave us that emotion, fear. We just don't need to be operating in a spirit mm-hmm. of fear because mm-hmm. those are two different things. Okay. And so don't let the enemy hold you in bondage or hostage about the things that God has done for you. So speaking of that, like what, what has God done for us? You know, what, what, what type of testimony can we share? That may be a blessing or inspiration to someone. Well, I will go first. Oh, back in 2018,
0: um, I was in—I was put in the ICU for like five days, mm. and then another a regular room for a day. So I deal with high blood pressure because of, of my weight and the way I eat and things like that, stress and all that. And I'll do it. You know, all round up in one, I deal with it. So I was in the ICU for those days, and my blood pressure was through the roof. I mean, like, it was by his grace that mm-hmm. I survived. It was by his grace that I didn't have like any like I had to go to the cardiologist and all this to all these follow up doctors after I got out. But when I tell you by his stripes, mm-hmm. I didn't have not a inkling of like nothing was wrong with my heart. Like when not the first words the doctor said when she came in in um in the room when I was in the um in the emergency room she said. I can't believe you didn't bust your heart wide open. Mm. She said, your blood pressure is so high. I have never seen anything like this. And she said, for you to not have, like, for you to be in here talking to me in your right mind, not having a stroke or anything, Mm. my blood pressure was like 200 and something. Mm. Over 100. It was, like, ridiculously high. Mm. And she was all, I mean, I had IVs everywhere. And for them, I mean, different kind of blood pressure. I mean, I had like four different bags, uh, pl- plugged up to me. Like, and and she was she was just amazed. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how you got here. How you literally like drove yourself here and then come to an ambulance? How did this happen? And I'm looking like at that time I was insane. But all I knew was it had to be God. Mm-hmm. Now that I look at, now that I have, now that I know Him and have a relationship with Him, it nobody but God did mm-hmm. it. And not to have no, no stop, nothing wrong with my heart, nothing, no stroke, no nothing. And once they got the medicine in me, like I responded to it, like started instantly responding to the medicine, even though it'll go up and go back down, go up. and But it was responding because my body had, I had no medicine in my body because I had lost my job. I didn't have my, no, I didn't lose my job. I didn't have a job that didn't have no insurance Mm -hmm. where the same situation I am in now, no job, no insurance. And like so, therefore, the medicine was like high without insurance, of course. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I couldn't afford it. So I'm 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 daily living on a hope and a prayer that I get through this, that I don't stroke out. Mm. And he kept me; he really did. And that that's my test. My love. Him. That's why I call him best friend to this day. Like mm-hmm. you, he have brought me through a lot of stuff. And the, me walking in the flesh then, because I didn't know God like that. have a relation. I knew of him, but they have a relationship. I still ate wrong. I still drank alcohol like it was no tomorrow. Like, I, every weekend I was turning up. Knowing, especially white liquor, knowing that it's going to shoot my pressure up. But then I can't know because I was living in the moment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about life. I wasn't worried. I'm, I'm coping. I'm trying to cope dealing with infertility. I'm trying to cope dealing with things that are going on in my marriage. Blood pressure just going up. Going up. And I'm thinking if I eat a banana and drink some vinegar, something I've seen on, on, on YouTube, then it'll, it'll settle. It'll come and down. No, you put yourself in the ICU. Mm. Just because you you so consumed with the things of the world just so cuz you don't got time to do nothing but party and not depend on God. Mm. But now, like even now to this day like I he 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 keeps me steady. I take my blood pressure medicine. I don't take it like I'm supposed to take it, but I take it. and and i'm able to like afford my you know i was able to get back on my husband's insurance for some reason i got kicked off his insurance i was able to get back on his insurance now my blood pressure i got like four or five different medicines 17 bucks Mm. you wouldn't and you would think like that medicine without insurance imagine all those medicines that i would have to pay for without insurance yeah so it was just just amazing like how he just he covered good. me and healed me and protected yeah. me and the cardiologist like gave me a clean bill of health like everything it was it, i was just amazed like he kept me mm-hmm. so yeah, that's man. that's my testimony
1: he will definitely keep us yeah i want to put in a plug real quick um swan talked about how the medicine was so high um i went out for a year i didn't over a little over a year and I guess this would be my testimony then. A little over a year, I did. I worked a job way before I started teaching um, that did not offer insurance at the time. Y'all, I was struggling. I was part-time. Didn't have insurance. And for that whole year, I was like, God, you know, I, I needed to get my migraine medicine. And I went to different pharmacies, and I think the cheapest I could find it was like $87. I was like, I, I don't have $87 a month to get these people for this mm-hmm. medicine. And y'all, I went to my doctor's office and the nurse practitioner she told me, she said, Lotarica, she said, let me tell you something. And she was a she was a white nurse. She said, um, the cheapest place to get medicine is Costco to their pharmacy. She said, and you don't have to have a Costco card to use their pharmacy. And I was like, huh? She was like, yeah. She was like, you don't need a Costco card to use that pharmacy. She said, when you walk in, of course, they want to check your card. She said, just tell them you're going to the pharmacy. And she said, go back there and get your medicine filled. Y'all, my medicine was less than $10. Come on now. My God. And... Every All public with cheap no 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 <laughs> no if you don't have insurance like the cheapest place to get your medicine filled is Costco. Mm. So like or even if you do have insurance, take your medicine to Costco to get it filled. And that blessed me because I would not have been able to afford my migraine medicine. And of course I trusted God. I was praying over myself. But y'all that medicine and God, God has created, you know, He's given us doctors. He's He's helped them to create medicine to help us mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to do what we need to do. Um, so I'm I'm not telling anybody to oh, just pray and just get off your medicine. No, you, no. you gotta be led by the Holy Spirit on that one. Right. And the days that I would skip my medicine because I didn't have the money, y'all I would have like the worst migraines and so i needed my medicine during that time and she blessed me by by sharing that with me and what ended up happening was i ended up getting called into my supervisor's office and um i'm thinking i'm in trouble because i'm like lord i don't work for these people for a year i ain't have insurance i'm thinking they fixing to fire me y'all because it was a really tough season during that time I'm like, they about to fire me. Y'all, they called me in the office, and they was like, LaTarica, you have been faithful. You have been dedicated. We have been watching you. We know you've been applying for other jobs. And we cannot yeah. afford to lose you. So what we did was, we created a position. Come I'm on, like, man. huh?
2: The Lord will invent stuff. Yes, yes.
1: specifically. <laughs> they were like, we created a position. Um, which opens up the door for you to now be full time, which gives you insurance benefits. Like I, y'all, I had blue cross, blue shield again, sure. like the sure. yeah. blue, yes, blue cross. It gives you <laughs> insurance. Like I, you got your dental and your, your vision back. Cause y'all I like wear glasses. So I needed my vision insurance. Um, and it just really, of course it opened up the door for me to get a raise. Um, just all these different doors that open up because they had been watching me be faithful Damn. over something that was part time. The Bible says if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you ruler over many. And sometimes we hate because we only got just a little bit. But God is watching how we're stewarding that mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And if we're faithful with that little bit, he, he'll open up the the doors, the windows of heaven and pour us out of a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive. And... I promise y'all, they they open. Y'all, I had my own office. Come
2: on, now,
1: um, man. Um, set up, money wheel. Yeah, yeah, set up. Like I had my own office, y'all. Um, every office had a recliner in it. So come on now. Come when I tell you I love that job, it had a full kitchen. So we would go in sometimes and cook. Uh, they constantly had parties for us, y'all. When I tell y'all, I I, I left the job. I actually, quit. So probably that's probably why I got. <laughs> Oh. had to start with part-time. Y'all left the job where this lady gave me pure just, it was like hell working there. I'm going to be honest. That when I would get up in the morning, I would instantly get a headache. Ooh, wow. a like that. It was terrible. And then when I would pull up in the parking lot, it would get worse. Ooh. It was terrible. I, I hated working there. It was so bad. Y'all, it was so, so, so bad. And this was during that season when I had just accepted my calling. Mm. And it was building up to my trial sermon. But that lady, I knew the enemy was using her. And it was so bad, y'all. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was having anxiety attacks. I mean, it was bad. Mm. It was very, very bad. And I hated that season. And after I did my trial sermon, I I worked for her. I did my trial sermon like in, in December. I worked for her January, February, and March. And finally, one morning in March, I woke up, and I said, God, I can't do this anymore. And I tell y'all, she was playing with my time. She hired me full-time. She dropped me down to part-time. She took my benefits from me. Like, she, it was just all type of evil stuff she was doing. Um, She would move stuff around in the office and not tell me where it was. Like, it was just all type of crazy stuff, y'all. I got up one morning in March and I was like, I can't do this no more. Mm-hmm. And I quit. Y'all, I do not recommend quitting a job without having another job. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Unless the Lord says. Yes. So. yes. Only if God says.
1: So. I ended up getting hired on part time with these uh court reporters.
2: Mm-hmm. I learned
1: a lot though. I didn't even know court reporters like I didn't know nothing about them existing or anything. Mm-hmm. But um I think they're called court reporters. They go in and, and uh dictate like type up the stuff when you're in court. Court, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working for them part-time. They could only give me 15 hours a week, but they loved me and they wanted to give me more hours. And then I got on with the other company part-time too. So of course, both jobs loved me, but it wasn't enough money and I needed benefits. But God placed me after such a terrible season, placed me in places where it was safe. Mm-hmm. He placed me in a place where I could rest. He placed me in a, in a place where people uh, could love on me because this this in that position like I had literally felt like I had been torn to pieces. And he placed me in a place where I could be built back up and be restored again mm. and people could um tell me that I was valued and where people could affirm me. Like that's what God did for me. Like he took me out of a who terrible season and then he put me in a season where I could be built up and affirmed. And I'm so grateful for that mm-hmm. because I needed that um, I needed that like I said then they put me on full time and that was just like whew, that was a blessing honey oh, was, and, and y'all I still was not making that much money <laughs> yeah, it was Mate, more, than but you, yeah. more than what you had it was the benefits that did it for me ain't. Mm. I had benefits y'all and I wasn't even I'm going to be honest with y'all I wasn't even making like $20,000 a year but God even opened up the door for me to get a house like, that, off mm-hmm. of that salary. Yeah. Like, to buy my first house, y'all, I wasn't making no money, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, when I took my taxes to the people, I was like, I don't know what they fixed to approve me for because I ain't making no money. But, y'all, when I tell you I love my house, like, Amen. like I love my house. So, God would do, we we might be thinking, God I ain't got enough, but he will blow your mind. He will blow your mind. Your mm-hmm. blow your mind. Mm-hmm. And so, Absolutely. that whole season, it it started off rocky and rough, but God just led me to a place of restoration he kept me. Um, I was able to afford what I needed and I was still able to get what I needed and then he blessed me and elevated me mm. Mm. in more ways than I could have ever imagined. Um, but I had to remain faithful. Of course, had to walk in humility and all that good stuff. But yeah, those were some good people that I ended up working for and I still, um, I still I'm still connected to them. Still go back. I've shot a few more commercials for them since I left and did a few photo shoots for them because, you know, they were a marketing mm-hmm. advertising company. So, you know, girl, they don't put me in front of the camera, okay, baby. So, I'm like, oh, I'm like, head. oh, I belong here. This oh, is where oh, I belong. Oh. So, even that season um, helped me to 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 just get a peek into what's next. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we be like, God, how you going to use this? But it just shows you different things. So, Absolutely. I'm grateful.
2: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I'm just sitting here listening to y'all. It just... I'm reminded, Victor. It is Jesus. It's it's at the end of the day, it goes back to him. It's because of him because he's good because he's faithful. He is going to be faithful and true to his word. His word is true. So I'm I'm just just reminded of that listening to y'all that he will show up. He will work a miracle. He will heal. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in a season of i I feel like we are always in a season of waiting. <laughs> like things are coming through, but there are some things I'm still waiting on like physical healing for myself. That's one thing that I know is going to happen, but it has not happened yet. But I know I know it's going to happen. God has spoken that and that's something and I am trusting him for it because without his him intervening, there would be there's no, no help for me any other way. And like with the job situation I've had. <laughs> I've told my story on that before too. Where it was all God. It was all God. Every time I tried to get a job, every time I, I applied for something, I, like I went out trying and trying and trying, mm-hmm. and it did not work. But then when God said, okay, now this is where you need to be, he he lined it up, so... I'm just listening to y'all encouraged. Um, I feel like I've told so many <laughs> testimonies on I'm the glad podcast. I'm you said that, though, yeah.
1: that you're encouraged. Because that's, yeah. what, that's what it's supposed to do. That's yeah. how we overcome. Absolutely. We get encouraged. We get edified. We, we come out with faith. Yeah. Like, like my pastor says, I can go, go bear hunting with a switch. And come like, on now. Like, you, all mean, of yes. friends, you can go bear hunting the with a switch. Yeah. Because yes. now you've heard a testimony, yeah. like it stirred you. It it increased your faith. Uh, you, you, you see what God has done for someone else. And you like, Oh God, you did that for them. Like, I know you can do it for me. Yes. Like, yeah, God, you're not like me. You cannot lie. You said it. it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing. Like, that's why we all need to be sharing Our testimonies
2: more. Yes, you open your mouth, and I will say this: not you don't have to go and tell everybody everything.
1: Yeah,
2: like there are some things that are God will line you up with who you need to be honest and open with about it. There are some things that are a little bit more private, more sensitive, need more covering. (laughs) Not everybody needs to know everything, but you cannot. Like, one, there's some things like that need to be said. It needs to be said to maybe only one person. There's some things that can be said from a stage, and everybody needs to hear that. So, that there's that too. Like, just be walking discernment, walking wisdom, but also walk in boldness. Go, Mm -hmm. go to where God is sending you to go and talk about Him. And it just be, and it's going to be scary at first, but the more you do it, it really does. like, I mean, the more it's like it's second nature, it just comes out of you. You can't help but to say, Oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, God, thank I, you, all the time. G- best friend, did doing it. It. best friend, did it. Uh-huh. And my husband,
0: even be like, Babe, babe, every time you turn around, you be like, Best friend, I'm like, but, but it's just it was, it's becoming, it's, it's love. The love I have for him, I'm gonna praise him. It can be the smallest little thing. I can find a, a dollar. Come on. I'm like, come dollar. on, best friend. You've blessed you me. Listen, listen, listen God, God, when, anything. I find,
1: when I find money in a purse that I done put up in the closet, I'd be like, oh, Jesus. Glory to God. You just Oh, that's that $20. It. That's something that I could have, you know. Yeah, I you be never like, guys, you, you did it again. And you know, sometimes people are like, they only have. You know, maybe one testimony to share. And they be like, well, I, I told that before. Keep telling it. You know, just keep keep, on. keep telling it. I have a friend, my friend Pandora. I've talked about her before. She's so sweet. Pandora will walk up and down the aisles of Walmart, y'all, and tell people about her testimonial tithing. Just random people mm-hmm. she don't even know. <laughs> she just, hey she'll stop hey man, me. She'll just stop me in the store and just say, Can I share my testimony with you about tithing? Mm-hmm. Like she just randomly, you know, now. walks now, up I'm to a people.
2: Li- I'm a living witness for tithing too, so I I yeah. Yeah, and, and another
1: thing that I love about her <laughs> is that if people ask her to borrow money, she if if the Lord leads her to to let you borrow, she will. But she you most you gonna get that testimony on tithing. Mm. She gonna it always goes back to tithing because she wants you to know like well if you are faithful in this, mm. then God you you won't need to be borrowed yeah. no money come from on. me. You know he <laughs> so, will give you on. increase. Yeah, I and love yes, her boldness.
2: No. Yeah, I love her
1: boldness. Um, and just sharing her testimony. She's not afraid. She's not fearful. She's just bold. In it, but it's the same testimony that she's telling people. And she she doesn't care how much she has to repeat it over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Don't get mad at people. Uh, get, You know, people say something about your testimony. Uh, you heard somebody say they tired of hearing your testimony. Who cares?
2: You you don't know who it was for in that moment. Mm-hmm. In that moment, yes. Yeah. And, like, I know for me, there are a lot of things I didn't think were possible for me in my life just because I had never seen it especially when it comes to money. Like it if, if you like if there's poverty around you or lack around you or just enough around you and in your family and with the people in whatever environment you're in, you don't think you think well wealth is for certain people and the rest of us just have to get by and make do. And so it wasn't until within the past few years where I really thought really saw like oh not Not only is it possible for me to break out of living paycheck to paycheck, but wealth is possible for mm, me my
0: God
2: and God had to show me that, and I talked about how God planted like stirred it up in my heart to start tithing in high school, and I've shared with y'all my testimony on how he has showed out in my life financially, but I had to see it and not to not anything against my mom, but they my mom and her siblings, they grew up in poverty. They grew up poor. And so, and she grew up with that mindset, with that, even though she always worked, always had two, three jobs, especially had, being a single mom with me as a little girl. I was always working, was always making, trying to make ends meet. But she always had an, a poverty mindset, mm-hmm. just a paycheck to paycheck. She always tells the story about how her she got paid Nine hundred a month and the rent was five hundred and the car note was five hundred some or four something like rent was six hundred car note was three something like whatever her bills were too much for she what she paid. was making but she was always getting my she my mom always she tells the story a lot better than I do but um but always just having that paycheck to paycheck not eight thinking she couldn't save especially never thought about tithing if she couldn't sa- if she couldn't pay her bills how could she tithe. So I didn't learn tithing from my mom and I didn't, I didn't get that from her. So there were things like hearing her say things and seeing things that happened in my family. I just was like, well, that just won't be possible for me or that's not something I can get to. Like even with certain jobs, I've always had dreams of wanting to work in Hollywood and movies and things like that. But I thought just because of the where I lived and who I was and my family, I was like, well, that's not possible for someone like me. How do... You have to live in these certain places. You have to know certain people to get these doors open for you. But as I've gotten older and as I've met new people, as God has exposed me to work, people have shared their to- testimonies with me. People have been open like, or have been like, oh, yeah, you could just do this. It just shows me how simple some things are that I thought were so impossible. Like I work at a TV station now. I, I, it, I would have never thought I could have a job like this, right? Something I dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And it was so simple how I got my job, like, like so like or even just not living paycheck to paycheck. It's so like so simple how those things come about now that I'm trusting God more. But just when it comes to sharing your testimony, some people really are bound by ignorance. And they just need to know oh, that exists. Oh, mm-hmm. like what how we drive around in, in Montgomery and neighborhoods or sometimes or we see or other places we see these big neighborhoods hidden off. With these big, beautiful houses. I ain't lying. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's more than just these three-bedroom, mm-hmm. two-bathroom two ba- yeah. houses in Montgomery. It's actually... Well, not from- just that. You yeah. remember when
1: we, we... We know more than that exists. But Amber and I l- were driving one day and literally, y'all, we stumbled upon a neighborhood inside of a neighborhood. Yes. And we were like... How in the world? Because I, mean, I kept telling Amber, I said, it's fault. something beyond these gates. And I said, Amber, we're
2: going to we get past these gates. And we're going to go back there and see what it is. And I'm so scary. I was like, no, we can't go back. I was <laughs> like, no, don't turn it down. I don't want to get caught. They're going to call the cops on us. Two black women driving around. <laughs> and this, this bouge is a bougie neighborhood. Now, it, it is real. High upper echelon. All, I'm saying all kinds of words I can't pronounce, but it's that type you're not of neighborhood. Do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I just been trying to understand the type of neighborhood it is. Like a neighborhood inside of a neighborhood that's already luxurious. Mm-hmm. It's even more luxurious
1: and gated. So inside they had a gate of inside so of a gate. gate mm-hmm. Oh wow! And, and uh, y'all, I boldly drove up in there. Yes,
2: she did. She had to.
1: And <laughs> we rode around that neighborhood for almost
2: two hours, y'all, just, just looking. looking and not. And you sometimes even you know it exists. You just need to know it's there. You just need to know, like, oh, this is where it is. So now I know what to aim for, and I can
1: access it. Yeah, yes. that's the thing. Like we're like Amber was like, no, we can't do this. I was like, yes, we can. <laughs> yes. like, like the, you need to have like yes, we can. You, you need that friend
2: that sees differently from you. We all have different perspectives, which is great. Some sometimes you need the no chill friend, but sometimes you need no, we're gonna walk this out in faith and so thank god it was daylight well it it started getting dark but it was just um you need like for me i always i told y'all about how in 2019 i didn't save any money because i had no goals Mm -hmm. i didn't i was like well what am i saving for i can't pay off a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt even if i'm i can't do that that's not possible it's not gonna happen so why am i saving money i'm stuck in my parents house i can't I had no goals, no vision, no dreams because I felt so discouraged by the mountain of debt I'm in. I hope y'all hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and what's the verse? If you don't have vision, the people perish. Where well, there's no mm-hmm. vision, the people mm-hmm. perish. That I was killing myself financially. I was killing myself because I was so hurt. I was so discouraged. But once I got a vision, once I got a word from the Lord, I got vision. I got a goal. I was something to aim toward. I was able to start moving forward, and so that's now that we see those houses. Now that we see, oh, a a a, a woman in the White House, mm-hmm. <laughs> VP. Now that we see, we see it. Oh, it is possible. It might not be easy to get there, but it's possible that that bondage of ignorance, that demon of ignorance, that 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 shield, that veil of ignorance, is broken off, mm, and we can lot. move forward. And so education, and it took me, I think, until this moment to realize how important it is, how important education is, how important it is for you to know, to read, to go and find and search for yourself. Not just the books, like, you know, you need to read books in the world, but you need to read your Bible. Your, Your preacher can't depend on your preacher all the time. You need to go and see for yourself and find it for yourself. You need to know you need to be educated and you need to arm yourself with knowledge with that knowledge so you can come back ignorant so you can walk out your testimony so you can be a light to other people and help somebody else up because we're not here for ourselves all of this ain't about us anyway so i'm sitting here just like well moping around wasting time i ain't got but so much time here help me number my days lord you know so just i i I don't went all in a circle but just like you know i just for me a lot of in my life was has been held up because I just didn't know mm-hmm. or didn't know how to get there, and me not knowing, I took that as I didn't take that as I need to go find out. I took that as oh well, then it's not possible. Yeah, if I don't know about it, I, it ain't it, it is not possible. Which,
1: yeah, yeah. But, I had a student last year. Um, oh my gosh, that kid used to give my nerves y'all. Uh-oh. He he was like the class clown. But he was also very uh just all over the place, <laughs> and I had to constantly tell him, "Calm down, just calm down." <laughs> oh, but one thing that I loved about him, and even the teachers on my team, was the fact that his mom it, it just exposed him to everything. Like I remember when um you know they put the new Rosa Parks statue downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, of course his mom the the unveiling of it they had like the unveiling of it one weekend. His mom took him to that and um like everything that was happening in the city or surrounding us, things that they had built in different states, like his mom would take him. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah. one day I came back to school and I was like, Well what, what happened this weekend in our city of Montgomery? He was like, Oh, I know Miss Gibbs. I was like, What happened, baby? Mm-hmm. He was like, Oh, they unveiled a statue downtown And it's to just to see him light up and to share. And he the only kid in the class that knew but he was exposed to so much, and I love that, mm-hmm. like how his mom shared so much with him and exposed so much to him. And that's the that's the thing with a lot of us, like we just didn't, like Amber said, get that exposure. Um, many of us didn't. I loved how my mom and my aunts, every summer, they would take us to the beach. Y'all, they would rent a huge beach house, sometimes three floors, huge, beautiful kitchen. Big bedrooms, bathrooms, jacuzzi in the house, y'all. I'm talking about it. it was lavish. I We thought we was living a good life. Mm. Sometimes it would be literally on the beach front or just like in a beach community. And we would just, like, have to walk across the street to the beach. But every summer, we knew that was coming. Mm -hmm. Like, they exposed us to stuff. They took us places. They did different things with us. And so, I always knew, like, "Uh uh-uh, it's something else out here. Like, (laughs) it's something big out here. So, my mind, y'all, my imagination, I'm like, God, we can be in a building, and this building can be spinning. We you mm, know, okay. <laughs> you know All this right. building can be spinning, you know, I always imagine like God' would be like Oprah, you know, okay. so my imagination was always big because of what I was exposed to, and also because of the things that I heard people share, mm-hmm. like how I heard people say they overcame or what God did for them, or how I just saw God. Working in people's lives. You know, sometimes you don't even have to open up your mouth and say anything. People are watching you. Absolutely, They're yeah. watching you live oh, out yeah. your testimony. Yeah, They're watching you go through things. They're watching you go through sickness or disease mm-hmm. or, you know, marital heartbreak problems. Heartbreak they're heartbreak. watching you go through that. And they're watching you live out your testimony by mm-hmm. how you handle it. They're watching, oh, that you have peace and mm-hmm. you ain't lost your mind. And they watching it, mm-hmm. you know, that's huge. Um, So as a child of God, like <laughs> we have people watching us, whether we want them to watch us or not. Yes. Um, And they're looking towards mm-hmm. us to see how we walk certain things out. Yeah. And something
0: like with me, like people from like my past or people I went to school with, they'll come and tell me, oh, I see a glow. That's the Lord. You can see the mm-hmm. difference. And I had to go back and actually look to see what they say. And I looked at some old, like a couple of weeks back, I looked at some old pictures of myself. And I compared them to the pictures now. And you can see the difference. Mm-hmm. You can see how the yoke was destroyed. You can mm-hmm. see how the burden was lifted. You can see just how good he has been to me. Mm-hmm. And how has he's changed not only my outer appearance, but well, my inner appearance, but my outer has shifted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. Like, I used to depend on like, highlighter and all this to floss and, mm-hmm. and glow. But I got a natural my natural glow. Mm-hmm. I mean and I was just amazed at how good he is. I used to be shamed and bound how I struggle with alcohol. Now I didn't I I done put that all in my um in my in my interest letter when I got into college for mm-hmm. my masters. I put that in there. They know that I struggle mm-hmm. with alcohol. They know I overcame because of God, and mm-hmm. they know, and they, then the, to the clear it back from them when I got my acceptance letters to fault. and they was like, "You are the type of person that we need in this program. Mm-hmm. Your truth, your your you live in your truth, you're walking in your truth," and that was just so amazing, Come like on, to man. hear that from them. I'm like, "Wow!" If I if if everybody was not ashamed of the things that they went through, and you could just tell mm-hmm. your story, can't nobody tell your story like you? Mm-hmm. Come on. They think they know. They think. But people spread rumors or people do this about you. Can't nobody tell your story better than you Mm -hmm. because every time a story is told by somebody that is not of you, they they add their own stuff to it Mm -hmm. and it's going to change. So I always get ahead of people. I'm not worried. I used to be... Shame! I used to be bound and trapped about oh what what these people in my past life knew about me. Mm-hmm. Oh what secrets will be released? I don't care about that no more mm-hmm. because whatever you can release, I can. Bet you I can tell my story better than you can tell mm-hmm. it. I can. I bet you I can tell you how God cleaned me up and I'm not that same person no more and I'm a new creation in Christ. Absolutely. So and that old me has dead is dead and gone. So but what, what what can you tell people other than you can't keep a secret or you weren't no true friend or you weren't this true person? That's what you expose the other people to when you're going around lying and spreading rumors on mm-hmm. somebody that you. They thought they was your friend and things like that. So I don't worry about this stuff no more.
1: And you know what? I'm glad you said it because that's that's another thing that has that 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 has people oppressed and bound. They're afraid of the secrets that other people know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell y'all something. There are people that I am no longer friends with. But when I tell you them secrets gonna They're going to die... they going straight gonna, to the grave. They're going to the grave with me. And I know my secrets safe with them. They, everybody's secrets going to die. They're going to die with
2: oh, us.
1: Yeah, okay? <laughs> I know that, that we may not be friends no more. But we know we. Mm-hmm. it's a cold. It's a cold. It's going to always be a cold. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to die with, look, some things we did. And it's our friendship didn't end because of something bad. It's just... Wow. It's just that God it was a different season for us. It was just something different that God was doing in our lives that we were going in different directions. It would have taken us off the path that God had planned for our lives. And so those secrets, Mm -hmm. (laughs) keep your mouth closed, you know, don't be, don't don't, and don't be fearful of what somebody can say about you. Like Swan said, can't nobody tell your story like you can. So if you even think for a moment that somebody got something on you, then go ahead and tell it. And then, then what they got. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You Not really. render the enemy powerless. Yes, I read a saying the
0: other day. It said, "Why worry about shade thrown from a tree that ain't that don't bear no fruit?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes, God, that's what mm-hmm. you. Why worry about it? Why worry about shade from a tree mm-hmm. that don't bear good fruit?" So I I I learned to mm-hmm. let it go, let go, let
2: God, and whatever gonna happen, gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And that's something I still am walking through because I I, I definitely struggle with. What people can say about me or what people think about me or what say about me what I've done in the past, and i'm and I'm pretty honest i'm very honest about what I've done and where I've been and what um and what God has delivered me from, but I do still struggle with some time struggle with sometimes of what people would think about me if they found this out or um what people have said about me, and I know people have already gossiped and said things about me in the past when I was living in the world and and I just i I I have been fear so fearful of pe- being exposed, and that's uh, and and I and that's something I'm walking through now. Like I and I I t- I I think I've shared. I I go to therapy. It's something I've talked to my therapist about. About she's like, well, what's what's the worst? Like if some somebody finds that, this out about you or whatever it is, then what? Like what's the worst thing? Okay, now you move forward. I mean, you can't if people know if people don't know whatever it is you still have, you move forward. And it's just, and I think it's me, just a process of me still learning to forgive myself for those things and me walking out forgiveness and healing from those things. Even though I, I, I'm at a point where God, I am able to share my testimony and talk about those things. And, and I've seen God, how God really has healed me from a lot. There's still a lot of things that I still just, I still need healing from. And honestly, I still need to forgive myself for, it. not that I, not to say that I'm walking every day and just a, how how could you have done that? But it's just, a, it's still just kind of a, a sting to me at times. And so, I mean, and I believe I've told y'all this before, but I just, it is possible. I know healing is possible and I have healed and I am still healing and I'm still walking towards victory, walking from victory, not just towards it, but from victory, we are already victorious and, but yeah, and, I, and it's encouraging for me to be around y'all who are at that point where you like, I don't. I c I don't I can tell my story better than anybody else. And I'm wanting to be that way. Like I Joyce Meyer said um everyone knows her testimony about what the abuse she went through, and she said at the point she is in her life, she doesn't even regret those things that happened because she wouldn't be where she is yep. without it. And I and I have said I prayed to God, I was like, I want that same testimony. I need that testimony because of everything, all hold up stupid stuff i have done all the things that have happened to me i need that to also be my testimony i can't because there's no way i can go on this journey with you and not come out other side the same way or even better so i i i am walking towards that that is something i am believing god and wanting god for that like fully to be like that happened to me and girl let me tell you what God did with it. Let me, cause I tell people all the time, God is the best recycler. If you give it to him, he going to reuse, <laughs> gonna reduce, reduce recycle. He going to reuse everything for good. So, and but
1: I think even in, even in that, we have to recognize that God's already done it. First of all, yeah. we're here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're in our right mind. Um, there, we're, we, we have the activity of our limbs. We're not out mm-hmm. here psychotic and crazy and, you that know, no. we're not on that drugs. Um, mm. We're not abusing alcohol. I think you don't have to wait on a platform for that to
2: to be like, oh, I need that. test. You got that testimony now. Yeah. Like you, oh, are. No, I wasn't saying I'm waiting on a platform for that. I'm saying like, I want to how Joyce Myers w- was firm and saying, I don't regret none of that. I don't, I'm not trying to like on a platform. I'm saying I need, I want to get to that point in God where I say, I don't regret none of that. None of it. None of the abuse, none of none of the stupid stuff I did, the fornication, none of that. That's what that's what I was saying. I'm not I, I want to get to that point where I say, I saw how God used it. I have to see all of it, how he used everything. We're not gonna see everything on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. but I know God used it. I know I am healed. I know this helped this at least one person mm-hmm. because I was honest about it. And I actually have seen that. Like God has done that in one one of the points in my life that I am I still battle with he I, I have already seen him show up in that area mm-hmm. so but I just I I want to be like Joey's mom. I want to be like everyone else like I am I do not regret this I will not regret this and I will not be held back by it I will not walk in shame with this and I will not be haunted by the what if someone else Talks about you, okay? They talked about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Next. So that's yeah. what I that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the more we
1: get in the Word and spend time with God, that that would help. Because I'm looking at, I, I promise y'all, something that's popping out to me lately in the Word is how many times they they said Jesus was one thing and he wasn't. Like how how many times the Pharisees and Sadducees mm. said he was demon possessed or. Mm. or he was of the devil or he Mm. was Beelzebub. Like that's what I've been, that's what's been standing out to me lately in scripture. And I think God will minister to us. It it may not be through his word. It may be through a sermon. It may be through a dream, but I think God's desire is to heal us in different areas and he'll, he'll make things stand out to us so that Mm -hmm. he can minister to us. And heal us so that one day we can say, you know what, it was good that I had been afflicted, mm. so that we can look back that's and say that. Say. Um, and I think He'll get us to that place because He knows, um, that's our desires. Um, He, he that's it. Like Romans eight twenty eight says, all things will work together for our good mm. because we love the Lord and we were called according to our purpose. And I'm reminded of Joseph when he when his brothers uh came to him mm. after his dad died. <laughs> the brothers was terrified thinking joseph was was going to do something mm-hmm, to him but joseph mm-hmm. was like you didn't do this god did this god mm-hmm. sent me ahead for the saving of many lives mm-hmm. and so i think you know some of the things that god allowed to happen to us it was to send us ahead and it was going to be for the saving of many lives and mm-hmm. then we'll we really will be able to look back and say you know what it was good
0: yeah, that i yeah. had been
1: afflicted um
0: yeah, Absolutely. that's how I have to look at things that I went through, like especially with my marriage. Now I'm getting getting a degree in Christian counseling and mm-hmm. family ministry. Mm-hmm. Then I'm thinking about getting my doctorate in um in marriage and family therapy, all of this stuff and pouring into other people's marriages. I had to go through that stuff that mm-hmm. I went through mm-hmm. in order for him to prepare me mm-hmm. to pour into more people.
2: Mm-hmm. So this how we have to look at everything that we go through in life. Yeah, it's a choice. We got to choose what we focus on what we see what we look at but yeah I, awesome.
1: another thing i think is mm-hmm. when, w- once we really start following in that area and helping people i think the more we help people the more we'll get released mm-hmm. the more we help, yeah. the more we'll get released the more we heal
2: and, yeah. the more mm-hmm. we grow absolutely so, yeah.
1: this was good y'all yeah, it was we really overcame good. Good. Satan by the blood of the Lamb. And we know we got the blood of the Lamb because we Amen. saved. Yes. And even if you're not saved, it, it'll be our prayer that, that you'll come into a relationship with Jesus Absolutely. and that you'll accept him as your Lord and Savior. Um
0: Yeah. And you want to know more about what it takes to get saved?
1: Yeah. Email reach, reach us at us. Truth and Grace Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at Truth and Grace Podcast. We would love to share more with you about that. And even if not, no pressure. Just keep listening to us. Come on now. Keep coming back. Keep listening to us. Um, I'm so
0: grateful for the support. Yeah. Yes, hang yes. in there
1: with us. We love you guys. Yes. We pray that you guys have a great, great, great weekend. Yes. We're going to go back and enjoy our vacation. I'm Come trying to go on. to In-N-Out
2: Burger. Come on. So <laughs> I'm hungry. La sushi. Good, good. Come on now. We're going to. I ain't done eating yet we got some more eating to do yeah and some more walking <laughs> yes. y'all i'm so tired of walking. i'm actually i'm hungry now so we need yeah to <laughs> oh, bless, bless god we love y'all so much y'all be blessed thank you Bye.
0: thank you for listening be sure to like share and follow on the truth and grace podcast facebook and instagram pages and don't forget to tell a friend